Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. As always, Rick Lemon right across from me. What's up, y'all? Well, more like to the to the left, really, not across. Did you know what? I think you've just been you've just been too lit lately. Yeah, too much. Uh, it is Tuesday, May fourteenth, twenty nineteen, uh, and OTAs start this week. It feels like you know each year. It feels like uh, football is becoming baseball, where it's just like nine months. Yeah, no, it is nine months. <laughs> it's insane, <laughs> legitimately. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, well, the off season's nine months, I should say. But yeah, the NFL is way too short. Too short. Well, uh, the the pomp and <laughs> circumstance surrounding the NFL ain't too short, but the uh, actual season itself is kind of short. Um, not kind of. It definitely was twenty weeks, twenty one weeks, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, would you rather? Would you rather it be baseball and it's dragged out for like seven months? <laughs> no, no, all set. They could use a couple extra games, though. A couple extra regular season games. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. Add me two weeks of fantasy, uh, fantasy oh, football. <laughs> two more weeks of you talking smack. Yeah. Uh, on this episode of the Fantasy Champions Podcast, we will give you our top ten running back rankings. Next week, we'll give you eleven through twenty. Um, but first, before we get into that, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. Twitter at the FF Champs, Instagram at the Fantasy Champions, and Facebook.com slash the Fantasy Champions. Uh, subscribe wherever you listen Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Uh, leave a review, click the bell for notifications on YouTube, and uh, share this podcast with your friends. Let's get to the news. Doug Baldwin put out this long drawn out Twitter slash Instagram post uh, about not playing football again. So I'm going to assume that he's retiring just like everyone what? else. I thought Doug he was going Baldwin. to the CFL. Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to go to the CFL. Uh, Doug Baldwin has retired. This is uh, one of the most overhyped fantasy football wide receivers I have ever heard of in my entire existence. Him and Allen Robinson. <laughs> yeah. The, the, those guys just... Uh, Doug Baldwin was a good regular wide receiver, like in real life. But like, as far as fantasy football is concerned, he was completely worthless at most. He was times. he was overrated. He was yeah, very overrated. And um, Allen Robinson is too. I think he he had like one good stretch with Jacksonville. Yeah, and it was just like people think he's like. No, it's amazing, true. It's but. true. Uh, but Doug Baldwin retiring from the NFL. I think it's amid injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. He had concussions and all kinds of other injuries that kind of forced him to retire. Uh, this is fantastic news for uh, wow. Metcalf lovers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, they are absolutely pumped about Baldwin leaving. I still don't think it means absolutely anything. I think it does mean something. You know what I was? You know what I was thinking about the other day. You what? know how the Seattle Seahawks the, last year, and I was looking up some of the statistics, and it's so true. Last year, Seattle was the league's most efficient offense. And it was it wasn't like super like amazingly productive, but what they did with the little amount of attempts they had, at least passing the ball, 
was absolutely oh, insane. Oh, passing-wise. Yeah, yeah. passing-wise. It was absolutely insane. And so you can't assume that that continues. So they're going. They're either going to pass it more, or they're going to go back to what it was supposed to be, which is not hyper efficient. And if that's the case, guys like Tyler Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, <clears throat> bless you. Oh, thanks. Uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf aren't going to be like these big receivers that everyone. No, but I think they be. will throw it more a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. If I you just... if you're like Pete Carroll and you look at the numbers last year, and you're like, well, we ran the ball like. 30,000 times, but uh, when we threw it, we actually, you know, did we pretty good. Success. Yeah. I mean, you have to look at that and be like, mm, yeah. maybe we should throw it a little more. We do have Russell Wilson. Right, right. Um, the Patriots signed Benjamin Watson, who retired and then came back and then retired and then came back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Ben Watson is a New England Patriot. Uh, who is, who's, who's, the, who's the main uh, tight end in New England? ASJ, Austin Safarian Jenkins, or, uh, or Ben Watson? Man, this is the tight end battle I've been waiting for in New England. <laughs> of my life, and they're all going to get like 20 targets. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably going to be, uh, passing-wise, it'll probably be Benjamin Watson, but even then, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust either of those guys, honestly, at all. I know some people are a big fan of yeah, no. Mr. Jenkins, but... I do like uh, I do like Austin Safarian Jenkins, but um, there is some rumors floating around speaking of the Patriots' tight end position, that Kyle Rudolph could be traded. Now, here's uh, a guy, in the yeah. famous words. Now, here's a guy that he could be traded to the New England Patriots. If that happens, he obviously becomes the clear number one. But what is his fantasy value pegged at for you? I think he becomes... If, if he gets traded. I think he becomes the fourth tight end in fantasy. Well, I mean, he you know, Tom Brady does like to throw to a... The, I'd put him. I'd no, still, no. you know, Kettle, or I said Kettle, Kettle, George, <laughs> George Kettle, Kelsey, and Slow Ertz. I think are us. obviously ahead of ahead of them, but yeah. I would I would honestly put him four. Uh, Patriots signed Dontrell Inman as well, uh, the second wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts last year. His contract was up. He signs a one year deal with the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots have now like I twenty five receivers. <laughs> At this point, zero to one hundred, real quick. Uh, and they have all like literally every single one of the wide receivers they have could reasonably make the team. So yeah, they have they have actually a really good crop of wide receivers. Um, there are uh, you know we're Patriots fans, so there are people in New England that are saying the Patriots wide receiver core sucks. Or then you got the other side of the the argument where the, they're the best wide receiver core of all time. So oh, okay, yeah, that's a little sweaty. But uh, Dontrell Lemon signs the Patriots one year deal, and then finally uh, Devonta Freeman says he's going to be ready. For Dan Quinn said he's going to be ready for training camp. Good news. This is great news. Uh, Freeman is one of the most underrated running backs right now. Um, more specifically, because he, he's a guy who has for, for two seasons or something like that, he was a he was a top five running back or top ten running back. Something. Yeah, like he that. was top ten. Yeah. Um, and so he was a really good running back, extremely efficient, you know, scores touchdowns. He does he does everything a top 10 running back will do. He's a workhorse, three down back, can catch the ball, everything. And people are just completely forgetting about him because he got injured. Like No, that's cuz Tevin Coleman out <laughs> outplayed him. him. Yeah. Uh Coleman leaves and now you got Edo Smith. Like it just it's a more it's a better situation for Freeman than it was even before. Yeah. And so it's like to get him in the fourth round is absolutely crazy to me. 
and I think it'll it'll move up a little bit, but I don't think he moves into the second round at all. No, he's not. And the fact that, that you could get a top 10 running back in the third round is kind of tantalizing. Bro, stop talking. That was my plan to take him. <laughs> now he's going to move yeah, up take in drafts. In the third round. Um, let's move in to our early 2019 running back rankings. Uh, we will discuss the early rankings for this, so uh, don't judge us based on <laughs> our early rankings because these will change. Uh, over the next two episodes, we're going to discuss the top 20 ranked running backs. So Tuesday we'll discuss 1 through 10 and then 11 through 20 on Thursday. Uh, so let's get started. We have a lot of running backs uh, to work through. Yeah. So it should be interesting. But what wins you leagues in fantasy? <clears throat> Tight ends and kickers. <laughs> No, it's obviously defense. It's obviously defense. Uh, yeah, obviously running backs win your leagues if you select them right. Um, we have some uh, disagreements in terms of where some of these guys land. Mm-hmm. Not in the top three or top four, I should say. Um, I know that uh, the fantasy football community will have some things to say about some of oh, our yeah. rankings. Um but to start it off, everyone's 101, everyone's first round, first overall draft pick. If you're sitting at one and you don't take this guy, you have no idea what you're doing with fantasy football. Wow. That's... <laughs> Saquon Barkley uh, is the number one. He's going... I think him and Zeke are tied at 102 right now, according mm-hmm. to Fantasy Football Calculator. But Saquon Barkley is our number one ranked running back. Um I have him ranked one. You have him ranked one. ECR has him ranked one. Everyone has him ranked <laughs> one. Uh, Saquon is just that good. I, I remember I wrote an article um, like a month after the season ended, right before the Super Bowl or something like that, um, and it was it was about my top 10 running backs at the time, and I looked at it the other day, and I was like, wow, how things change in like three months. Well, yeah, that's why we'll probably look back on this show. Yeah, yeah and be like, <laughs> wow, what the heck were we doing <laughs> Uh, but Saquon Barkley was was my number two running back behind Todd Gurley. And I said if anything is wrong with Gurley's knee, uh, Saquon will probably move into that one spot. I just think he's so he's dynamic, talented. He's, mm-hmm. He doesn't really do anything wrong. And he's going to get like you lose Odell Beckham, right? You lose Odell Beckham. You have you still got Evan Ingram. Your offensive line, you added some pieces to the offensive line, and yeah. they drafted a crappy quarterback, and they're going to go with Eli <laughs> for like three years. Dude, Daniel Jones is not crappy. <laughs> I like Daniel Jones, actually, but besides the point. Uh, Barkley is the man. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. the most talented piece in that offense, and they're going to use him. My only concern is that Saquon Barkley, uh, knock on wood, gets hurt. That's the only concern for me at this point. If he stays yeah. healthy the entire season, but, he'll he'll be he'll be a top two running back easy. Yeah, you can say that about every running back though. So. Yeah, my true. concern is he'll get hurt. <laughs> Alvin Kamara. My concern is that he'll get hurt. <laughs> yeah, I try not I mean, to think about it when I right. So and Barkley, I mean, doesn't really have much of an injury history at all. Yeah. So I don't think you have to worry too much about it. I don't think there's too much to be said here. Barkley is one of my favorite. You know, you know this. He's one of my favorite guys in the yeah. league to watch. He's extremely talented. They're going to use him a crap ton. And I think he's probably, with Gurley's knee yeah. and Zeke eating too much Chick-fil-A, I think is kind of the clear. <laughs> Listen, Zeke can eat as much Chick-fil-A as he I wants. Think, I think Barkley, though, is kind of very early, but has kind of taken the lead as the clear number one fantasy running back. We'll talk about this in a second. 
you know, when we get down that far to Todd Gurley, but Todd Gurley was the 101. He has been the 101 the last two years. Two years, uh, yeah. He's finished as a number one running back, and had he played the two games this past season to end the season, I think it was week 16 and 17, had he played those two weeks, uh, Todd Gurley probably would have finished 60 to 75 half PPR points ahead of the entire field of running backs. And that's how good Todd Gurley has been over the past few years. So I don't know. Like, do you, do you see Barkley being that guy that as the first overall pick, you know, definitively like last year, people who picked Todd Gurley with the first overall pick were like, yeah, Todd Gurley is going to be the best running back in fantasy football, which he was. Yeah. Do you see Todd Gurley being that guy, or is there any doubt in your mind that he could end up three or four on that list? You mean Barkley? Barkley, sorry. Yeah, I think he could be three or four on that list. But I think he, out of every guy out there, yeah, he also, I think, has the best chance of being a guaranteed top two or top yeah. three. I mean, the role's expanding. There's nothing... There's nothing really bad you can say about Barkley at this point. Like, you know, I try my hardest <laughs> to find something bad about every running back except for Zeke. Um, he can eat as much Chipotle as he wants or Chick-fil-A or <laughs> what, whatever. I mean, whatever, whatever day eating, of the week it is, you know. <laughs> whatever he's eating, just keep doing whatever you're doing, Zeke. Uh, I think we shared that uh, that picture from his Instagram on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looked like he gained like 25 pounds. <laughs> Like I'm, I, I literally follow like Le'Veon Bell and like a bunch of big backs on Instagram. They're all like working out right now, mm-hmm. like training for the season, and then like Zeke's having dinner with his friends every night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's yeah. been working for him. Whatever works. Uh, so Saquon Barkley is ranked number one on our list. Number two, Alvin Kamara. Mm. This is a little bit surprising. I had him ranked two. You have him ranked two. ECR has him ranked three. The only reason why I personally, and you can discuss why you put him too, because uh, okay. I was actually kind of shocked you put him too as well. Um, maybe it was because of the Zeke uh, Chipotle <laughs> chicken. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Alvin Kamara, to me, looking at what he did over the course of four weeks without – now, it's a small sample size, very, very small sample size. Mm-hmm. But looking at what Alvin Kamara did over the first four weeks of the season without Mark Ingram in the lineup – was absolutely insane. It, it, it was. It, I mean, he was averaging like twenty six fantasy points a game. Yeah, and like you know, he was going. He was on this pace. I, I literally, I think I prorated it out where he was on pace for like four hundred fantasy points or something ridiculous like that. And so, Alvin Kamara, he's not going to get four hundred fantasy points next year because Mark Ingram's not there, but. He is going to he is now the workhorse. Like they are not yeah, splitting oh yeah. snaps. They're not they're not splitting snaps. They're not Dude, what putting do you mean Mark Tavius Murray, <laughs> bro. Tavius Murray. Yeah, no. Uh but Alvin Kamara is the feature three down back in New Orleans. And if he does anything close to what he did over the course of those four weeks, he to me is the number two running back in fantasy. And for a guy that is the number two running back in fantasy and coming off the boards with the fourth or fifth pick in the draft, like right now. It is a dead heat tie, according to the fantasy football calculator, of who goes three between Kamara and, and Christian McCaffrey. And it's like, if you can get Kamara with the fourth or fifth selection in the draft, I mean, why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? You are you literally are getting a guy that I think could finish as the number one running back this year. He has an extremely high ceiling in the next season. If he stays healthy, which is you know the key words with running backs, he can do that. Mm-hmm. And now I think... Uh... 
should be noted that we are talking about half PPR. Yes. Um, Alvin Kamara, for me, kind of to what you said, he has a chance now to show everybody that he can be the guy. Mark Ingram's not there anymore. Yeah. I think Murray will get a few touches, but he's not going to get as many as Mark Ingram did. Mm-hmm. Kamara's going to be the focal point of that offense. And he's, I mean, I think he honestly has RB1 ceiling. Of being the number one guy in all of fantasy right. this season. Um, <laughs> and the reason I put him at two was not because of that. was because of Zeke and his eating <laughs> habits. No, but that, but honestly, though, Kamara, I, I love Kamara yeah. so much. I mean, I, 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 think, I think in terms of like the, the biggest thing for running backs is um, opportunity. Opportunity, yeah. Uh, the biggest thing for running, uh, the biggest statistic for running backs is rushing touchdowns. Yep. Or rushing and receiving touchdowns together, and uh, that was something that Mark Ingram vultured off of Kamara. Like they would put Mark Ingram in to give him a different look, and you know I think Latavius Murray will do some of that, but not, not to, to the, the level Mark right. Mark Ingram did. And so I think Kamara is, is should see an increase. Not only in production on the ground and in the air, but you know, as far in terms of yardage, but he should also see an increase in the amount of carries he gets in the goal line and how many touchdowns he has at the end of the season. So I think if that happens, Kamara can and will finish as the number one running back in fantasy. Um, which I think, like I said, if you're getting in the fourth or fifth overall pick and that's the guy you're getting, that's absolutely amazing. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is the number three guy on our list. Uh, you had him three. I have him three. Too much, too much agreeing. I yeah. even the next one we agreed on, and I, I'm kind of surprised by that. But Ezekiel Elliott, I've talked about this man before. He is my man's. He's Zeke. Oh yeah, he's your guy. I love Ezekiel Elliott. Um, ECR has him number two. I think he's getting slightly overhyped right now. Um. The big thing about Ezekiel Elliott is that he can finish as the third best running back in fantasy football and only score like ten touchdowns. Yeah, that's because true. he puts up like six hundred receiving yards and like fourteen fourteen hundred like rushing. It's like literally he could put up two hundred fan, two hundred fantasy points just on yardage. Yeah, and it's like that's Zeke. And correct me if I'm wrong. He doesn't really get injured. No, but I mean he hasn't really had any problems. He he had. A few like minor issues, but nothing really, really damaging to his yeah. career, I guess. Um, but one thing about Ezekiel Elliott, and I don't understand about, I don't understand this about Dallas. Hopefully, they fix it. I don't know if that's going to happen with Amari Cooper there, but Ezekiel Elliott needs to be utilized in the red zone more often. And I, I said it on this podcast before, Ezekiel Elliott. The one problem with him last year, and the reason why I felt like almost like I got burnt with him, even though he finished what four or something like yeah, that, he was, yeah, pretty. It was high. because he consistently did a number four finish on a night to night basis, like or not a night to night basis. I'm talking about fantasy baseball, <laughs> but a a week to week basis. Zeke would put up fourteen, fifteen fantasy points, which was good. But you were looking for you know from your guy that you're drafting at one, two, three, or four, you're looking for. 25 to 30 point games every once in a while and zeke only had like i think he only had like four 25 plus point games last year which is like you know when you're when you're drafting that like for me i I, you know i'd love to have a guy who can do what barkley did where he had 20 plus points a bunch of times last year yeah and it's like zeke was consistent at doing what he did 
but it was just the touchdowns that were his was the hurdle that he had to jump over and he never jumped over it. And so in the end for me, if you give if you give this guy the ball, if you give this guy the ball in the red zone and he gets in 15 to 20 times next year, not even just on the ground when you you know through the air. If he if he gets it gets it into the end zone 15 to 20 times next year and does the same thing on the ground, the guy's going to be an absolute machine. And I think that's what I'm hoping for Zeke. I just don't believe in the Dallas coaching staff at all to be able to figure that out. Yeah. I mean, I like Zeke too for this year. Not nearly as much as you. Not even halfway as much as you. Um, <laughs> but I, I do. If I, do, I could put Zeke at one, I would do yeah. it. <laughs> I do like him. I think he's going to be top five. And I think he's yeah. kind of a safe pick too. If you're oh, sitting there at three yeah. or four and Zeke's on the board, you take him. You know he's going to be top five. Yeah, right You now, know you're getting an RB1 out of it. Right now he's projected uh, 102 right next to He's basically tied with Barkley right now. So um, there's some, as much as I hated on people for not taking Barkley one, which I would still hate on them for doing it. That's just um, rude. I do think Zeke is getting overhyped. but I uh, do agree with that, though. He is getting uh, How much is overhyped point? between one and three? You know what no, I mean? Like, yeah, that's, yeah <laughs> that's a good point. Like, I think he should be the third running back and off honestly, the board, but he's going one. My God. And I've said this before. <laughs> If you have one of the first like yeah. six or seven running backs off the board this year, I think you're getting an RB1. Oh, 100 percent I mean, you're getting a legit the, running back. The one thing before we move on to, to number four is the one thing that I've realized over the past few years about fantasy football is that talent does matter for running backs. I think I think it does a little bit. But in terms of like look at Jordan Howard. Is Jordan Howard talented to you? Like it like He's okay. He's oh yeah. So the fact that he can finish as a ninth or tenth best running back, he finished nine in like oh yeah two years ago, tenth a, a year ago, and then last year he finishes the RB twenty where it started to show that he really couldn't do it that much. Yeah. But if you get the opportunities, you can turn them into production. Yeah. And I think I think that's the thing. That's why when you look at the top six running backs coming off the board, you're not really that wrong. It's when. You start stepping into the water of taking a wide receiver in the first round is where mm-hmm. you start to you start to enter into bust territory. But like last year, most of the first round, besides Le'Veon Bell, who held out the entire year, it's not like he sucked. He just held out. So people right. were like, Oh, Le'Veon Bell was a bust. No, he really wasn't a bust. <laughs> he just didn't come and play football. Uh him and David Johnson, who was drafted as a top three back, those are the only two guys that really kind of fell out of it. And if you were paying attention at the time to understand that the coaching system in Arizona wasn't going to fit what David Johnson was trying to do as a running back, and it would take them all season to figure it out, yeah. which is what happened. Um, don't get me wrong. David Johnson did not have – we'll talk about it later. But uh, it's it's one of those things where you, where you literally – like you have to look at the situation and understand who you're picking. And there are obviously guys in the first round that I'm staying away from and guys that I'll draft. But – you really can't go wrong with the top six picks. Unless yeah. somebody gets hurt, there's nothing like <laughs> these guys are going to be good. They got their opportunity. Yeah. They're talented. That's what's going to happen. I wasn't joking when I said it's all about opportunity. Opportunity. Uh, number four on our board, Todd Gurley. Mm. Girls. I love girls. He's my boy. Well, that's uh, You love girls, but he's your boy? Zeke what? and Gurley are the two running backs. That led me to almost a championship two years ago, and I was the almost. We'll we'll yeah, give everyone you, everyone got hey, benched in week we'll seventeen. Give you, we'll give you a little a little like candy uh, candy <laughs> ring that says almost champion. 
Um, we are, we will talk about league rules for one episode during the off season, uh, but do not do a week seventeen championship. It's the most ridiculous thing. It, it, both of us have yeah. been robbed of a championship because of a week seventeen. I, I, I'm a commissioner, and I chose that. I never again. Uh, Todd Gurley is the number four running back on our on our draft. I mean, uh, our on our rankings. That was hard to say. Uh, I'm four. Rick's four. The ECR is seven on Todd Gurley. That is interesting. So people have run very far away from Todd Gurley. Even I, I've seen some experts rank him eight, nine, ten, eleven, maybe even Ooh. twelve. Wow. Here's the thing with Todd Gurley. I was getting nervous when they drafted Daryl Henderson. Darnell Henderson, one of those two names. Don't know if that's true or not. Henderson's a really talented running back. I watched a bunch of film on him. I really liked him, and I was hoping he wouldn't go to a situation where he would get completely, like, <laughs> buried buried somewhere. <laughs> He's going to be buried. Um, I think they're going to utilize Henderson in a very specific role, and I think the reason why I'm not nervous about drafting Todd Gurley, and I wouldn't, I mean, I'm a, a, a little bit, because of the... If he if his if his knee acts up or he tears his ACL in any form, like I will be so mad. Like, but I'm not afraid of drafting Todd Gurley, and I'll tell you why. Because Todd Gurley, even if you give Daryl Henderson five to seven percent of whatever Todd Gurley got last year, five to seven percent of his touches, maybe seven to ten of his touches, he still finishes as a top three running back. Yeah. And it's like it's like unless there is something so wrong with Todd Gurley's well, that's, name, yeah, that he literally can't play anymore. Which I think a lot of people at this point in time, they the last two games they what the NFL is what have you done for me? What have you done for me lately? And the last two games that people remember are the two games where Todd Gurley choked. choked. Jobs. I think Todd Gurley choked in the playoffs because he's soft. I don't think I don't think that that was because of his knee. I think he just completely disappeared. Like he was in that Super Bowl. He had a couple of nice runs in that Super Bowl, yeah. but wasn't able to produce. And it's like Todd Gurley. The last time he produced a normal game was when him and C.J. Anderson went off in that first round playoff game against the Cowboys. I'm excited to see Gurley play this year because I think he might have a little chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And as you said, Gurley was so darn good last year that. Even with the arthritis in his knee, I'm surprised that he's going, going so low. So low, yeah. I mean, I hate he, to be a Todd. No, I love to be a Todd Gurley lover. Yeah, <laughs> but well. to have him all the way down at seven, eight, or nine is crazy. Even once you, especially once you started saying like ten, eleven, like that is. I mean, things might change in a few months. Maybe we'll get reports that Gurley like can't even move anymore and all that stuff <laughs> yeah, but yeah obviously but as of today i mean he slid right down because of stuff like that though yeah i mean y- you are right with that what have you done with me lately cuz people that see arthritis in his knee people see he choked in the playoffs yeah people saw the TMZ video where he looked like he may or may not have been limping overrated it's each thing has been going down 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 with Gurley and people yeah. forget just how good he was last year yeah in what was it 14 games yeah 14 games i mean he come on. led half ppr in standard form he could be higher on our rankings and he was second in ppr he was second in ppr behind saquon barkley and he only played 14 games the only reason i even have him at four 
is because of the concerns with the knee yeah. and the potential of injury. But like, like, he would still be second or third on my list at this point. Yeah. Maybe he would be one if the knee injury wasn't even a thing. And so Todd Gurley is that good. Now, the plus to having people overreact to Todd Gurley is the fact that he is, according to the fantasy football calculator, going 109 right now. So if Todd Gurley is going at the back end of the first round and you draft him and he's anything like he was last year, you just got your second or third best money. It's a major, major draft pick. And all of these people who are sitting here going, oh, my God, Todd Gurley, his knee injury, it's bothering me. I'm scared to draft him. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to be very, very mad. They're going to be like, wow, why did I not just do it? So you can tell who loves Todd Gurley. I do. Uh, And as far as the Henderson stuff, because we have to move on to somebody that we actually disagree on. (laughs) Um, uh, Todd Gurley, as far as the Henderson stuff, I think Henderson was brought in for a very specific role. And I think the reason why they brought I think he is going to take stuff away from Todd Gurley. I think that the people – what I've noticed is that people coming out of the draft are overhyping – uh, especially the dynasty community are overhyping the uh, effectiveness of rookies at this point. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have, you might have a couple of running backs. They'll like be Josh they'll be Jacobs like, or yeah. David Montgomery or Miles Sanders. Like those guys might come out and be good. But outside of that, Metcalf and, you know, the wide receivers that came out this year, they're just not going to be up there. You know what I mean? You expect to have those guys as wide receiver twos. Expect all the running backs in this class to be running back. Not all the running backs in the class to be RB twos, but the, the the highest running back, rookie running back lands to be an RB two. The hype has gone out of control with some of these guys, including Henderson, who was drafted in the third round. I'm like, okay, awesome. He was a third round running back, but what does that actually mean for the Rams? So I think with Henderson, they brought him in for a specific role. And he's very similar to Todd Gurley. His play style, he's an all-purpose back. He does everything mm-hmm. well. He's talented. I think this is fire This is fire insurance in case something happens right. to Gurley. If, if Gurley gets, it tears his ACL, like, it, honestly, if he tears his ACL in the knee that he, he has arthritis in, he's done. It's over. Like, that's, yeah. he, he can't, he's not going to be able they to. They do need insurance for him, though. So, so. I, I think, but that's what they're trying to do right now is they're trying to get the neck, because Gurley already has injury problems. Um, and he already he's got arthritis in his knee. I think this is like okay, Gurley has two or three more seasons left, but let's bring in Henderson and and get and you know let him go. Mm-hmm. So Todd Gurley's going to be fine. I think he's got one or two seasons left in him, and that's why I have him ranked four. I think it's an overreaction to think Henderson's going to just come in and steal twenty percent of his snaps. <laughs> right, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is number five. Uh, I had him at six. You have him at five. Mm-hmm. The ECR has him at four. Oh, yeah! Wow, a little bit higher. A little is bit this, higher. Is this half PPR? Yes. Okay. So I ranked him at six only because I like Melvin Gordon more than Christian McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey has a ceiling that can't be passed. Um, and I felt like that for like this year. Do you do you realize how much Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey was utilized in the Carolina Panthers offense, and oh, he yeah. still finished as like the fifth back? I think he has limitations to how high he can actually land on. Now, I could be wrong. Next season, he could finish as like the number one running back in fantasy. Who knows? But I just feel like he has this ceiling of like 
like he's not going to be able to crack that top two that the people the people ahead of him you know and i'll take Gurley off this list for the sake of you know everyone disagreeing but you know uh, saquon barkley alvin Kamara, and zeke elliott like unless those guys vanish into some kind of thin air christian mccaffrey will never enter into a top three and like that's just how i've always felt like i almost want to put him in my tier two because like my number one running back in my tier two because i just don't know if he's that guy now he bulked straight up in the offseason like he's big <laughs> but hey you know he could be too big can't carry the ball anymore because his arm's too thick i don't know but uh i have christian mccaffrey six specifically because i think mccaffrey is just i think he has a ceiling and what you saw this year was the ceiling mccaffrey hitting the ceiling it was the best he could possibly produce so you're talking to the biggest McCaffrey I know, I know. lover <laughs> As I say that, in the making, universe. He's making faces. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, I get your point, um, but I just, I love myself McCaffrey. I was tempted to put him, like, number three, half PPR. <gasps> yeah, I was, I was tempted. Wow. I mean, one of the things I, I mean, what I love about McCaffrey is, especially in half PPR and full PPR, he's going to get mad catches. He's yeah. going to get a ton of catches. He's going to be, as you said, involved in the offense. He bulked up this year. I mean, he's never, right? knock on wood, he's never had a big injury in his career. <laughs> yeah. Or really an injury history in general. It doesn't exist for him, which is odd because he's a yeah. small running back. Every single week, he'll get you. He's still bigger than most, though. He is. But for like a workhorse type back, you know. He's a tiny bit small for a workhorse role, but I used to think that too until I actually looked at his measurables and I was like, he can be a workhorse. He's fine. Yeah. He'll and, be fine for now. He is, a, like I said, he's a smith. Like, his career will probably probably be shorter than some of the bigger guys up here just because of his yeah, size. Fair. Like, you remember Wes Welker? He was mm. so small and he got hit so much that his career lasted like 12 years. No, not even. <laughs> yeah, I know. But um, I gave him a couple. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. But I don't ever see McCaffrey being the number one. Yeah. guy in fantasy ever but like again he's similar to zeke if you take him like you're getting in my opinion in oh, you're getting a top six rb in the league for sure and, and he's he's one of the guys at the top that's like a lock too yeah and week in and week out he'll get you double digit fantasy points he will and most of those guys in the top six will as well yeah but i think mccaffrey out of everybody like his worst weeks are like 12 fan- 11 12 fantasy points. Right. Yeah. I mean uh, uh, to me like I said that the, the, the you can't go wrong with the the McCaffrey. Um you just can't like if you draft him you're not going to get a guy that completely busts out. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Gurley there is some risk there. There's the risk that right. this is actually something serious and that he can't play anymore. With Zeke there's a risk that you know <laughs> He's, too He's been eating to Chick Fil A. He's been eating Chick Fil A too much. I don't know, uh, but it's like you know, Barkley, Kamara, and McCaffrey are the three backs in the top five of our rankings. That I kind of feel like, okay, this guy is a sure thing. There's nothing really wrong with it. Even Zeke, you can throw into that conversation of being you can't go wrong with him. And I think yeah. that's why he's going higher because there is no real injury history with him. He's small and he can take a hit and like he has strength, he has power, he has the ability and he's consistent and like all of that stuff. So I think that's why he's getting put catapulted into the top 4. But where do I think he's going to finish this year? I think he's going to finish 5 or 6. 
just because I think the ceiling he can't yeah. crack is which is the still top very four, good, though. which is still very good. Uh, number six, we reversed these. Yeah, uh, for a while, Melvin Gordon was my fourth guy. He's the fifth guy on my ranking, sixth guy on your ranking. Our ranking is six. Um, ECR is number five, which I was kind of surprised by, but that's only because Todd Gurley's at seven. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, so everybody's like moved up a spot. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, Melvin Gordon is a guy that I absolutely love. His only concern that I need to temper myself with excitement because I love Melvin Gordon. The only concern with Melvin Gordon is the fact that he does get injured relatively oh, yeah. randomly. Uh, there was a week earlier in the season, I think I played the team that had Melvin Gordon on this week, but they were playing in London. Oh, yeah, and, and I had uh, the backup Chargers running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got lit. Yeah. Uh, but so no one was awake at the time to pay attention to the London game, and they didn't change out Melvin Gordon, so the, the Chargers game just started. Yeah. And so they ended up getting screwed in the end because they didn't wake up in time for it. Um, Melvin Gordon is this guy who, and the, like, there wasn't any, like, throughout the entire week, there wasn't any reason to believe that Melvin Gordon was gonna, wasn't gonna play, and he just didn't play. Oh, yeah, there was no, like, it was like, what, they the said, oh, he's, report he's, was, like, probable. Yeah, it was probable, and then he just didn't play, and it was like, why, why didn't he play, and he, had, I don't know what was wrong. And he was out for two time. weeks, I think, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was out for two or weeks. Or two or three weeks. He played 14 games, and he finished as the, like, I think it was the number six running back. Um, he averages literally when I say averages, like a lot of people, you, you, you know, like Tyree kill scored, what was it? 250, 300 fantasy points, something ridiculous. And he averaged a specific amount, but on a week to week basis, he busted. Some of these running backs do the exact same thing. Melvin Gordon literally gets 18 to 20 fantasy points every single week. Yeah. Like he is the most consistent running back of this entire list besides what Todd Gurley was last year. Like even Barkley, Barkley had games where he had eight or nine points. You know, did, Kamara yeah. had games where he had McCaffrey five had a slow games. start to the year. McCaffrey had a slow start to the year. Zeke had like games where he had eight to ten points. You know what I mean? Like Todd Gurley had one game last year that he busted, and the second most consistent running back I think on our consistency rankings was Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and so had he played those two other games, he would have finished in the top three. He's a guy that you can get with your sixth, seventh, maybe even your eighth pick in the first round, and if he stays healthy and he stays on the field, I think he's almost a lock to be in the top four of running backs. But it's just a it's, – it's, I think the reason why he's always been the sixth running back off the board and he couldn't leap forward is because he always misses two to four games a season. Yeah. And that's why I need to temper myself because if, <laughs> if, I, if he misses two games that I need him, i.e. playoffs and championship, right. that hurts. So that's why I have Melvin at five. I really like him. Uh, he's one of the guys that I, I would draft him ahead of uh, Christian McCaffrey. Boo. <clears throat> no, I mean, that just shows to my point, though, of you can't go wrong with these running backs. I like Melvin Gordon a lot, and I have him ranked sixth. Yeah. Like, that means you're, in my opinion, six really, really good running backs in this, yeah. in this upcoming draft for this year. Yeah. I mean, Melvin Gordon is talented. As you said, he's consistent, similar to the other backs that are going ahead of him, in my opinion, or ranked ahead of him. Yeah. And I I do like him. I do like him. But as you said, 
injuries are a concern. And yep. he is almost a lock to miss <laughs> two or three games <laughs> yeah. every year. It's insane. It's true. It's true. Like it just he's depends never, on which has he, game. Has he ever had a like? I don't think so. Major injury? I don't think so either. But he's every single every single year. season he misses like one, two, right. three games, and it's yeah. always a game where you like you need you him. You kind of need you him. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I'd be that's that's kind of one of the reasons. And I love McCaffrey. Yep. But those are two reasons why I have him ranked six and not five. But yep. Still, like if I'm sitting there at the sixth overall pick, and those other five guys that we just talked about are off the are board, gone, yeah. I'm very, very happy with taking Melvin Gordon there. Uh, number seven on our list is David Johnson. Wow, that was ridiculously loud. <laughs> That's the uh, second time you've done that. Yeah, second time I've done that all time. So maybe I should uh, not have my phone awake. Uh, David Johnson, number seven. On our our ranking, he is number. We both agreed on the the rank uh, seven and seven, and then ECR is six. David Johnson in recent weeks has taken a massive leap into the top ten of running backs. He was twelve. Mm-hmm. Now he's eleven. Yep. Now he was nine. Now he's yep. like, now he's seven. I think he started at like fourteen. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. He is now the sixth ranked running back. Wow. He is getting drafted right now. ECR ahead of Todd Gurley at pick 107. So I'm sitting here thinking about drafting Johnson in the second round. Getting hyped. What a what a what an amazing pick would that be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now and now everyone literally Your hopes and dreams are crushed. crushed. So uh here's my problem with DJ. And I, we put him at seven because I would I don't know I want to take him ahead of Le'Veon Bell. This is a hard one for me. I might. <laughs> You're very tempted right now. I've been thinking about moving David Johnson further down in my rankings, and I'm getting those same eerie feelings that I did last year. And I'll tell you really quickly a couple of things that were absolutely stunning to me that I found out when I looked into some of the numbers. If you go over to playerprofiler.com and look at the advanced metrics, mm-hmm. he was like 60th in juke rate. He was like 60th in yards created after contact. Literally, he was like 40 to 60 in every single, ranked 40 to 60 in every single category last year. These are that advanced he could nerd control. These metrics. These are advanced nerd metrics, yes. <laughs> but every, so everyone says, oh, the, the only way running backs succeed is with their offensive line, right? Yeah. And that's generally what it is. There are some statistics that people have created that just running backs can create, that, that yes. just running backs can control. And David Johnson was not a good running back last year. If you watch him, even though he finished in the top 10, he was, I mean, I think he had like 3.7 yards of carry. Mm-hmm. Like he was just not good. And my concern very is Very crappy that, offense, though. Very crappy offense. So I, I take that away from him. I don't, take the, I don't take much away from him, but that makes me a little bit nervous. Now, I would take him maybe ahead of the next couple guys. I haven't statted David Johnson out to kind of figure out where he might land on my ranking, uh, like my draft board board when yeah. we get to August. But I, as a first-round running back, is David Johnson worth the risk? He is, but it's less – like I feel less good <laughs> like about it. Like in the it. second round, I felt great. Yeah. <laughs> now he's right. jumped into the first exactly. round. Exactly. You're taking David Johnson with your second pick. Yeah, feels nice. Now you're now you're taking him in the first first round, and you're like, eh. I'd still do it though. I do think he's. This is where I think the the top tier drops off. I think those first six guys we talked about mm-hmm. are like the legitimate elite group of running backs. Yeah, 
and then it gets to these guys where it's like David Johnson yeah. and other guys we'll be talking about. But I do like David Johnson, um, and I like I love him in this new offensive system that they have, right? Where it's just pure offense. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hold offense and rookie no quarterback, defense. which means yeah. they're probably going to run it a lot, which is what you've seen in the past with other rookie quarterbacks. I mean, we'll see, but yeah, I do like David Johnson, uh, not not nearly as much as I Melvin people, Gordon, McCaffrey, and all those other guys. Though. I'll say this last thing: I think people need to temper their excitement. Like yeah, I have to. He's, for Todd he's flying up right now on the boards. Just and, relax. Just let him fall back a little bit. You're ruining my freaking drafts next <laughs> next fall. Uh, number eight, we have Le'Veon Bell. I ranked him 10. You ranked him 8. We got to move quickly through the last three here. Uh, the ECR is 8. So you agreed with the experts. I, however, yeah. moved him back a few spots. Why is that, possible? He has been bouncing uh, between 8, 7, and 10 for me for like <laughs> months. Um, I'm seeing Le'Veon Bell do a ton of work. But the the situation is like if he was with Pittsburgh, I'd feel good. Mm-hmm. He's with the Jets. That's true. And that makes me nervous. If he completely blows in in New York, like this is going to be a draft pick that you do yep. late first round, and then you're like, oh, I shouldn't have drafted him. I had these options on the board, and like that's just when I look at Le'Veon Bell. That's what that's the picture of what I see. Is, now, are you getting haunted from last year? I am a little bit. <laughs> But when you, if you go like go search Le'Veon Bell on Instagram, if you search Le'Veon Bell on Instagram, you watch his Instagram stories, you watch his like feed. Literally six hours a day, he's either in the gym or on a field working out. So he's there, like mentally, physically, he's gonna be there. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about oh, he, he had a whole year off. My concern is just the fact that he's in the Jets' offense, and it's like he's not going to be—he's not going to be utilized. Like, like I statted out the Pittsburgh Steelers, and James Conner is going to get a ton of work, a ton of work, a lot more than Le'Veon Bell would. I don't, and I, I just don't know if they're going to use him the way that we all think they are. I mean, I—I I think your concerns are valid because it's the Jets, but yeah, Adam have- Gase likes to. Yes, Adam Gase is ruin I mean, our lives. Look at Canyon, I mean, look at Canyon Drake. I mean, yeah, it's all you have to say, right? But I, I mean, I for me, Le'Veon Bell is just good enough where he, I think he will get the carries and with the Jets, right? You're not going to pay him that much money, and kind of everybody knew he was going to be a New York Jet for like the last six months, right? So, yeah, I mean, the expectations within the organization is to give Le'Veon the belt. Le'Veon Bell the ball. Yeah, I think they will, and I think he's a good enough running back where he will succeed in that spot. Um, but you are right, picking him at the end of the first round and missing like, out I on think, those other guys, and you I take think, him and he's a bust. Like that's gonna, that's gonna, that's it's gonna, gonna hurt. hurt. Yeah, I I do think where you're getting him, I think he will finish as a low end RB one next year. Like I. I just because of the amount of volume that he got with mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers compared to the volume that he's going to get with the Jets, it's completely different. Um, and it's like you're, you're, people are going to draft Bell thinking he's going to jump to that number one spot, and he's not. It's just not going to happen. So he might finish in the top six. Bell's going to be one of these guys that, like, in some leagues he's going top five, in other leagues he's going, like, 16th because everybody's scared. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so Bell, for me, I think he's a low-end RB1. I think this is the perfect spot for him, eight. I actually would consider him moving him even even to ten. Oh, oh, actually, I did. I do rank him at ten. So, 
on our rankings, he's eight. So uh, I think, like, to me, I have to put him at 10 because I think there was 10 guys ahead of him that are better options. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Mixon, Cincinnati Bengals running back. I ranked him eight. You ranked him nine. ECR ranked him 10. I really like Joe Mixon, and I'll yeah. tell you why really fast. <laughs> yes. Um, Joe Mixon was in a system last year where he wasn't utilized as – he was utilized as a workhorse, but he wasn't utilized heavily in that offense. The thing I absolutely love about Joe Mixon is the fact that they signed head coach Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor is basically going to run the Rams' offense. That's what yeah. he's going to do. He's going to attempt it at least. He's going to attempt it at least. And when you look at the Rams' offense, 48% of the time they run the football. 48% of the time. So in the modern NFL? In the modern NFL, that's a lot of it running. Is. He's going to get similar a similar amount of touches. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get the exact amount of touches that Todd Gurley got last year, <laughs> but he's going to get a no. similar amount. I think he could finish with 300-plus touches. And if he does do that, Joe Mixon will finish as a top four back. I mean, it is a it's complete... crazy, but it's not crazy at the same time. No, and a lot of people are going to be like, oh my God, Joe Mixon. Like, the fact that I can sit here and justifiably say Joe Mixon could be a top five four back next year if they utilize him the way that they utilize, the way that, you know, the Rams utilize Todd Gurley, and you can get him at pick 202. Yeah. Like you could legitimately pick Le'Veon Bell or Melvin Gordon or David Johnson or Todd Gurley at eight and then pick up Joe Mixon the very imagine, next round. Imagine getting Gurley, Todd Gurley and, and Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon yeah. That's literally my only it's literally stealing the entire draft. My only concern with Joe Mixon, I think he's similar to Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Where he's probably almost guaranteed to get injured for at least yeah. like a week or two. No, it's true. Which I think is a concern, but when he's out that's there, that's why man, he's that's why he's he's eight on my board. Yeah, when he, but I mean, even look at last year when he's playing, he's good. He's really he's good. really good. Yeah, really good. I tried very many times to get him, <laughs> unsuccessfully. Yeah, unsuccessfully. Uh, number ten, James Conner, the final guy on this list. Really quickly running through this, I have him ranked eight. You have him ranked ten. ECR nine. So we're all kind of in the same region. Um, I think James Conner is a. I think he's going to be a better running back than Le'Veon Bell, um, okay. and I, th- I think that when I look at James Conner and I look at the, when you look at the numbers they gave, um, Le'Veon Bell when he was in Pittsburgh, and the numbers he got last year, I think that last year that when I was when I was statting out the Pittsburgh Steelers, this is what I ran into. They passed it a lot. A lot, they and it did. was because they were down most of the time. Like they, they yes. lost leads very early. Ben Roethlisberger threw it the most he's ever in his career. He's thrown it over six hundred times, three times in his entire career. You know what? You know the amount of attempts that he had before this season. The most amount of attempts he had. What was it? Six hundred and twelve. This year he had six hundred and seventy-five passing attempts. Wow! They passed wow. it six hundred and eighty-nine times as a team. In the past, they usually only passed like five hundred and ninety. So if you if you work that all out and they run and they always run around one thousand and thirty plays, if you break that down and you split it and they do their their normal split is usually fifty eight forty two. You do mm-hmm. that, James Conner will finish ahead of Le'Veon Bell. He's gonna finish probably ahead of David Johnson. He'll probably finish if Melvin Gordon doesn't stay on the field like we expect. He'll probably finish ahead of him. He might finish in the top five. 
and that is I, I, this is coming from a guy who doesn't really like James Conner. So, I mean, just yeah. because of the sheer volume and the amount that they'll give him the ball, that's why I have him ranked ahead of some of these guys. Um, I don't like I said I wouldn't draft him in the top five or top six just because there's a risk that no. he could absolutely bust. But who's sitting behind him? Benny Snell. <laughs> really scared of Benny Snell, the no, fifth round draft no. pick. <laughs> I li- I like James Conner a lot. Um, you know that. I just think you know that. I know that. They know. That. I think Joe Mixon's ceiling is a little higher yeah, than Conner. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And Le'Veon Bell, I think it's going to be close between those two. Honestly, I think all three of these guys, all four of these guys, I'd say David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Mixon, and Conner are all very similar. Yeah, I think you can go tier, any tier. order with these guys, but um. Yeah, exactly. The tier two running backs, but with Connor, my just my slight concern is how much they did throw the ball last right. year. Honestly, and I think they could keep. I don't think they will, but it it's in the back of my mind where it's like, oh, they they could be losing again. Yeah, it's right. The, it, they yeah. they got a little better, but they also like, traded Antonio Brown. The, the way that I look at it is that even if they throw it six hundred and fifteen times next year. There's still a lot of production left there is. for James Conner. Connor, though, did. I mean, and I was a big believer in James Conner last year, but he did have a few games where he didn't look. He wasn't, yeah. He, he, wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't the best. He wasn't that. Um, this, just really quick before we finish the show, I statted him out for uh, around 1,200 re- rushing yards, about 700 receiving yards, and 14 total touchdowns, which puts him at 260 to 270 standard fantasy points, 295 to 300 half PPR, which puts him in the top three. That's just oh, wow. with that's with 433 runs and James Conner getting like what is it? I think that's 32 percent of the carries, just the the running carries, which is crazy. So he'd only have 260 carries. I just the efficiency there, everything there. It makes a lot more sense to me to have James Conner listed a little bit higher. Okay. Um, but that will do it for our top 10 running backs. Be sure to listen on Thursday for our uh, 11 to 20 running backs. Uh, you got any closing thoughts for us? My closing thought is no matter what you do in this first round, look at Christian McCaffrey's biceps and then make a decision. <laughs> and make a decision. Talk to you Thursday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.